It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins are set to travel to frigid Arrowhead and play the Kansas City Chiefs in the wild card round of the AFC playoffs. So we're joining forces with Locked On Chiefs to get you ready with everything you need to know. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs, and this is also Locked On Dolphins. We're going to be talking to Kyle Krabs, looking at this crossover Thursday for Wild Card, or well, Wild Card Saturday for the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Uh, getting you ready for that game, it is going to be frigid, but there is a lot to talk about when we get into this game today. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePicks.com/slash/lockedonNFL and use code. All lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Kyle, we kind of talked about it when we played back in oh, I can't even remember. Was it November? Seems like it's forever November. ago. I, I know it was I know it was week nine. Uh that maybe we'd be getting back here and, and here we are. This game is gonna be a lot different because of the matchups and the players. Uh, but what is the biggest story that you see going into this game for the Dolphins? Yeah, I think uh, the biggest story for Miami, I think you could probably point to two. One is a mentality in playing at Arrowhead with the the weather being what the weather is going to be. But for me, I, I look at just the personnel for Miami that they're going to be without in this game. And uh, they get a guy back in the trenches in Robert Hunt, who didn't play the first time they played. So that's nice. But it comes at the expense of Connor Williams, the center, uh, who played the first time, is on injured reserve, and he's out. And then the entire pass rush room <laughs> was there pretty much the first time these two teams played other than Emmanuel, Emmanuel Agba, who didn't get a lot of burn uh, behind Adrian Van Ginkle, Jalen Phillips, and Bradley Chubb. All throughout three of those guys on injured reserve in addition to linebacker Jerome Baker. So you have for Miami, they went out and got like a collection of vets that you pull their sack totals together for their careers. They're like 240 career sacks combined, which is awesome until you realize these are guys that weren't with teams as we're going into the postseason, yep. and you're really just slapping together whatever vets you can get your hands on. And Vic Fangio spoke on Wednesday to the media, and they asked him what his reaction was when the names Bruce Irvin and Justin Houston were floated out to him as guys that were being brought in. He said, great, we need we need bodies. We, need, we just need people to play. Right. So uh, Melvin Ingram uh is somebody who's been with the team for about a month now was on the practice squad has been elevated a number of times uh he's on the active roster now the expectation is he's going to be one of the starters uh for this game and the other one is Emmanuel Agba who's here on a big contract and, and quite frankly hasn't lived up to it the past two seasons he dealt with an injury last year but uh just kind of has has fallen behind the ideal players for Miami well you're gonna have to earn that big money contract in this game and uh I'd expect you probably see rotationally Justin Houston, Bruce Irvin, maybe 10 snaps a piece is just kind of a, a number to throw out there that they'll probably get a little bit of burn, but that edge group is brand new. 
And the majority of those guys haven't been with the team for even more than a month. So that coming into this game and the matchup where you, one of the things Miami did do well was they, they tested the tackles with Bradley Chubb and, and Jalen Phillips. The first time these two teams played, I think that's going to be not a matchup that burns so far in Miami's favor this time around. Although who knows how either team's going to have success passing the ball with the weather conditions being what they are anyway. Right. But it goes past just passing the ball. I mean, it could also, you know, you start talking about running the ball, which is I think going to be the forefront on both teams Yeah, uh, trying to, to run the ball. I mean, uh, getting guys that are in their thirties, mid thirties. And sometimes, uh, you know, in this scenario, you're talking about three guys that the Chiefs fa- that Chiefs fans know. Emmanuel Ogba used to be a Kansas City Chief. Justin Houston years ago was a Kansas City Chief. Uh, you know, you're looking in Melvin Ingram was here just a couple of years ago. So you're looking at three guys that the Chiefs know uh, and Chiefs fans know. And I think that that's going to be a, a something that's going to play into it because, as you said, you're missing Jalen Phillips. You're missing Bradley Chubb, who both had huge plays against the Chiefs last time. I believe they both had sacks in Week yes. Nine. And one forced a fumble, and I'm not—I can't remember if it was Phillips or if it was Chubb—but one forced a fumble, which got Miami on the board a couple of plays later. Yeah, and uh, that—that's one of the pillars of of the defensive construction. So that's a bummer. And, and Xavier Howard's not going to play in this game as well. Now they have a couple vets. Uh, Eli Apple's rotated in there. I know he, with his time in Cincinnati, is a name that uh, Chiefs fans are very familiar with as well. Um, yep. He's been serviceable. Uh, I would expect he he'll, will be serviceable. I think it'll be really interesting not to get too far into the matchups too early, uh, but just player availability for Miami, I, I would say, is the biggest storyline for them coming into the game. Yeah, when you're talking about as many people on IR as Miami has, that's a huge deal, uh, and that's going to be brutal for you guys to be working through. Uh, you know, when you flip it over and you look at the Chiefs' biggest story going into this game, to me, it's one of those situations where what Chiefs team are you going to get? Because if you look back, they played against Miami. They played pretty well in the first part of the season before their bye week. Then they play Miami. They win the game against Miami. And then they lose, uh, what, four or five games uh, out of their next seven. Uh, You cannot be in a situation, or I guess it was in the next eight. You can't be in a situation where you continually do that. Uh, This offense hasn't gotten any better. In fact, in some ways it's regressed. And going into this game, that's the big question is, you know, after last week when they didn't play at all, most of the starters didn't play at all because they were playing in a game that didn't mean anything. How are they going to get better going into this game? How are they going to show up and do something more than they were able to do uh, all season long? And, you know, obviously the the weather is going to be playing a big part of this, uh, possibly negative 10, negative 15 degree uh, wind chill in this game. Uh, it's going to be a night game. It's going to get cold. It sounds like there's going to be more snow in Kansas City probably Thursday and Friday. I don't know how that plays into the game. I think I'm sure the field will be fine, but you know, all that's going to play into how this is going to work out. And I, I think this is going to be a running game for both teams, but they're going to have to pass at some point. So then you start looking at the different items, and you you know, you talked about your defensive ends that are hurt. Well, the Chiefs haven't had their starting left tackle in uh, five or six weeks at least, uh, and it's possible he comes back this week, but he's still limited practice in the injury report. So. Uh, and the guy that's replaced him is out with a concussion right now. So, I mean, you're sitting here in a situation where both those both those position groups could be uh, dwindled from where you want them to be going into the playoffs. It's st- potential stoppable force versus movable object type <laughs> right? situation with the tackles. Yep. Um, 
How, how has Wanya Morris done? And I know he's the one that, had, that has a concussion. How he's been, obviously, familiar with him with his time at Oklahoma since he had to step in for Donovan Smith. I mean, I think that if you try to compare the two between Smith and Wanya Morris, I think you give Wanya Morris a little bit more slack because he is a rookie. He's learning the system. And I think that you see snaps where he looks very good and he looks like he could possibly be a future guy for them. Uh, but then you see other snaps where it's it's just not there. Uh, you know, pad level has been an issue at times, you know, get off the line. It has been an issue at times. It's just, it's, it's consistency, but that's something that you learn to play with as you get more experience playing games. And uh, I would expect that Wanya Morris probably since this is a Saturday day game and it doesn't sound like he's uh, progressed any in the, in the concussion protocol, I'm guessing he's probably out for this game, uh, which puts you in a situation where you have to play Donovan Smith, who again, hasn't played in over a month. And then you start looking at, okay, who's Donovan Smith's backup? That's where it becomes a lot more dicey. Who Do you have an inclination on who that, that name would be just for Dolphins fans? If they see that name come up at some point throughout the course of the game, they know Kansas City's had to pivot? Yeah, I mean, the backup, I think, would be Lucas Niang. But it's also been a situation where last week they played Joe Tooney at left tackle at times when okay. Juwan Taylor wasn't able to go. Uh, it could be that they moved Juwan Taylor over and they put Lucas Niang at right tackle. It just really, I, I'm not sure what direction they're going to go. I know that Andy Reid and, and Andy Heck love their versatility in linemen, and that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but does it make sense to be in the middle of a playoff game and move your right tackle to left tackle? I, I think that's asking a lot during the middle of the game. Uh, but then again, if you're moving your left guard out to left tackle and replacing your left guard, that's a question you know, I mean, it's all kind of one of those things you have to wonder. I will say this. I don't mind. I would almost rather have Tooney play left tackle, which he's a phenomenal guard. But I think that they have somebody in Nick Allegretti that can step in and play that position and play it well enough to where it's not a huge downgrade versus what I think they would have to have a right tackle if Jawan moved over, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And th this is all setting the table very well for us to talk about the biggest matchups in this game, which we are going to do next here on this crossover Thursday with Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. But today's crossover Thursday episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Once we get the new year, we are all obsessed with trying to change ourselves instead of just expanding on the things that we are already doing right. Maybe you're finally organized in one part of your space and you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking your supplements every morning, but now you actually want to try to eat breakfast consistently too. Therapy helps you stick to find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that will really stick for you in the new year. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
All right, Kyle. So getting into the matchups, this is where it's going to get a little bit more interesting because you look at how Kansas City played the last time versus the Dolphins. There's going to be changes. Obviously, your defensive line is going to be different. Uh, you have another player in A-chain uh, that's going to be able to go in this game that's going to, I think, give you a lot of gas on the back end. Uh, but this whole game is going to be different because you have a lot, so many injuries that you're dealing with mm-hmm. uh, that you weren't dealing with the last time around. Yeah, I think the uh, the matchups when Miami has the ball, I think will be the chess match that that I think you'll see a little bit more of an authentic like reaction to how Kansas City played Miami the first time through. Uh, one thing that Miami did was they often turned their protections towards Chris Jones so that the center would be stepping his direction. You're getting extra help for your guards. They played two backup guards when they played the first time, but that at times allowed Steve Spagnolo to kind of come with some pressure looks, particularly from corners and defensive backs where he's getting free runs because of how he's manipulating box defenders to a line over top of linemen where they have to account for him, but then they're dropping out and we're bringing a corner off the edge, and we know the center's stepping aside because he's turning the 95. So the Dolphins losing Connor Williams but getting Robert Hunt back on the offensive line, who did not play the first time these two teams played. He got injured the previous week against New England. Uh, I'm curious how their offensive line is going to adjust. If they're going to adjust, are they going to continue to turn the center towards Chris Jones regardless? Uh, That's something that you've seen them do at times – be it Max Crosby or Micah Parsons throughout the course of this season, they like to do that. Now you know Spagnolo tagged you a few times in the first game with DB pressures and cap blitzes. Do you have answers for that? And what is your response to make sure that you have the opportunity to get the ball out of your hands and not fail to feel that pressure coming and have all of your receivers going through their routes as they normally would? I think that's one of those uh, authentic reaction, counter reaction from the first game that we'll have a chance to see what Mike McDaniel, Frank Smith, and the offensive staff is able to put together. Because a couple of the splash plays that the Chiefs defense did make, uh, the, the defensive touchdown notwithstanding, uh, came from those pressure looks from Steve Spagnola, which he dialed up at the perfect time. Yeah, and I think you start looking at that and how that's going to play into this. But the other thing that I think is going to be really intriguing when you start talking about the Dolphins having the ball is how are they going to change the running game? That, Like we kind of talked about earlier, I think that's going to be the focus. How are they going to use their offensive line? How are they going to use their weapons to attack the running game? And what are the Chiefs going to do to stop it? Because the one of the hugest differences between you know when they played the last time and, and this time is they're playing outside. They're going to be playing in whether that's, I don't know, uh, 70 60 70 degrees colder than it was the last time these two teams played so i mean they're gonna have to make changes as to what they're gonna be doing and i and i understand what you're saying about you know shading to chris jones aside when they're passing the ball i just don't know how much they're going to be passing versus trying to run and trying to force things maybe even in a shorter passing game and getting the ball out quick uh just trying to get players in space yeah i know that that's been when they've gone against some of the more organic four-man pressure teams like the New York Jets, when they played the Jets, you'll see them really kind of scale back the depth of target. You get a lot of perimeter screens. Obviously, that did not work well against my against Kansas City the first time. That's how Kansas City got the defensive touchdown. Um, but some more of that shotgun, shuffle one, quick inside of 10-yard passing, I would expect you continue to see a lot of that. But I do think 
the biggest thing for Miami is how committed are you going to be to running the ball? They have had a number of games this season where they've had 100 yards rushing in the first half, and then they come out and they completely get away from running the ball. Mike McDaniel was asked about this after the Week 18 game, and his explanation was, well, they played, they rolled the other safety down, they put eight-man boxes, and we made play calls that we felt were appropriate to adjust with the defense. But at this time of year, you got to be able to run the ball against an eight-man surface. You, you have to be able to take low EPA returns, which isn't the most sexy thing to call in the world, but a three-and-a-half-yard run is not necessarily a bad thing on first and ten when you're playing the postseason. And right. that, for me, is kind of the battle within Mike McDaniel because he's going to feel like he has Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill, and he wants to use him and put the ball in their hands however means possible. And I get that. But the Dolphins are one of the more productive rushing teams in the league. You just have to be committed to staying to it and understanding sometimes I'm going to call run plays that aren't going to pop for 10, 12 yards. And that's okay. But you got to do that for 60 minutes in this game, particularly because of the conditions like you talked about. Well, and I think you also start getting to the point where, you know, you look at the first and tens. If you throw the ball, get an incomplete pass, you're now at second and 10. You throw it again, you're at third and 10. You're, you're behind the sticks after the first pass. And being in this type of weather, being in this scenario where you get into third and six, third and seven, where you feel like you have to throw the ball, that's going to lead to more, I would think, uh, you know, turning the ball over on or punting the ball or giving it back to the Chiefs or vice versa, giving it back to the Dolphins. Uh, so you want to try to stay ahead of the six. So continually getting three or four yards, uh, even on first and second down, I mean, that sets you up in a situation where you can run the ball or throw the ball. And it doesn't have to be a, a downfield throw. It just has to be something that uh, gets the ball in, in you know, uh, to a player that can use the space that they're given. So I think that's going to play into it. You, know, you flip it over to the other side, and we've already kind of talked about this a little bit, but the Chiefs, defense or sorry the chiefs offensive tackles versus this defensive line and versus the defensive ends particular is going to be something that really is going to be a focus of this game for i think both teams uh the dolphins know that they're going to be having to give them help i would imagine those four guys since they're not their starters they're not you know who they'd want to be trotting out there in, in kansas city since you're going to have to be wanting to determine to run the ball just as much as Miami really wants to determine to run the ball. And you're going to want to be, you know, imposing your will on the defensive line. I think you have the opportunity to do that because you're, you should have your starters for the most part, I would think in this game. Uh, and the big key, if you start looking at, at pass pr rush pressure is going to be more of the interior with Christian Wilkins going up against a guy like Trey Smith, uh, Creed Humphrey and, and what you're going to be able to do there. So I think those are the real key matchups for Kansas City. I mean, you, you start looking at the wide receivers versus the corners. Uh, it, it's a question of other than Rasheed Rice, who's really going to step up for Kansas City? Yeah, and Miami, without Xavier Howard the past couple of weeks, has shown a little bit of willingness to move Jalen Ramsey around and play some matchups. I don't know how big of an appetite they will have for that in this game. But uh, I guess my question for you is, what are the Chiefs going to do, if anything, to try to, when they do need to pass the ball, maximize Travis Kelsey? Because, oh. you know, that was he was a quiet part of the first time that they played, and he's had a down season versus his expectations. Just what's your general temperature on Kelsey and his involvement in the offense as a whole right now? Well, I hate asking a question when you're or answering with a question, but I have to wonder, do you think that they would travel Jalen Ramsey with Travis Kelsey? I would imagine they would probably travel Ramsey with Rice and then play bracket around okay. 
Kelsey with multiple other players is, is what I would guess their preferred option would be if they okay. do move Ramsey around. Yeah, and I just was I, I wasn't sure which direction they would go on that. So I appreciate that. You know, when it comes to Travis Kelsey, I think it's a matter of just him feeling comfortable in the offense and getting him going early. Uh, you have to call plays for him. You have to give him, uh, you know, situations where he can find uh, places in zones if if they're playing a lot. If Miami plays zone or you know, find ways to get him the ball, even if he's covered with, you know, man defense. It's just get him involved because the reality is, is that if you take away a guy like Rasheed Rice, if he's not able to get away from Jalen Ramsey very much, then you're in a situation where Travis Kelsey is, you know, probably target number one. Okay, well, if you're bracketing him, how open is he going to be? He needs to be able to get to 60 yards in this game, I would think, for the Chiefs to feel pretty comfortable. And I know they're not going to be throwing it a ton, but his experience and his playoff experience, I think, is going to be huge in this game. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll talk about what leads to a win and predictions coming up next on this crossover Thursday between Locked On Chiefs and Locked On Dolphins with Chris Clark. I am Kyle Krabs. We are going to keep on rolling here on this crossover Thursday. I know we talk about sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of life, but if we could just talk for a moment about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is scary stuff. I cannot imagine a more helpless feeling than one of my loved ones getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from life-saving medication that they would need. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, skin infections, and others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use offer code Locked On to get $20 off of your order. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so I will let you go ahead and go first on this one. What do you see is how Miami goes and wins in Kansas City in this week, this week? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Miami is not to do what they've done the last two weeks. And and you can look at the Baltimore game and, and say that, you know, that game was kind of in hand before this snowballed. But don't turn the ball over. You've had five turnovers offensively the last two weeks. They had one turnover in the previous four games combined. And that's really hurt you. Um, I think the number one thing, if this is going to be a close to the vest type of game for both offenses, where we are going to try to run the ball, not take excessive risk with the ball in the air, try to win the line of scrimmage. The number one ticket to losing the game is putting the other offense on a short field and giving them points and not forcing a team to have to go the full length of the field. If that is the script that we're both kind of anticipating this game is going to have to some degree, if that's indeed what happens, 
Miami can't shoot themselves in the foot, and they've done it the last two weeks against good opponents. And they obviously did it when they played the Chiefs the first time because the Chiefs had a defensive touchdown. Like, that's the kind of stuff that is a first-class ticket to Miami disappointing in their second consecutive postseason appearance, which in itself is an accomplishment for this team, but the injuries have really watered down expectations as far as what this experience is going to look like for Miami, where uh, they were probably a month ago versus now being the sixth seed in the playoffs and going to Arrowhead and having to play uh, about as difficult of opponent as you could draw up for for the wild card round. So um, I think Miami, they have to find that balance between being authentic to who they want to be offensively but not putting themselves in a position to give the game away, which they've done too many times this season. Yeah. And I'm going to sound like a broken record because that's almost the exact same thing for the chiefs. I mean, you look at turnovers, they are negative. I think 11. They're negative 11 in turnovers uh, for the season. And that's just, maybe it's negative 12. You cannot play that way and continually win. I mean, that's, the name of the game when it comes to football is you have to hold on to the ball. This is going to be a very hard environment to be able to hold on to the ball. It's going to be cold. Uh, people are going to be hitting you. It's going to be difficult to, to keep control of the ball. But if you do that, uh, I think you put yourself in a situation where you can win the game. Uh, and I do agree with you. I think that this is going to be something that's going to be close to the vest. I don't think there's going to be a ton of you know, passing downfield. I could be wrong on that. The nice thing is, is at least when you start looking at the weather, there doesn't appear to be a situation where there's going to be snow during the game. So the field, while it's going to be cold, and it's going to be hard. You shouldn't have the slipping, the slipping that you would normally think that you would have if there's, you know, a lot of dampness on the field. So I do think that there's opportunities there, but then again, you're also talking about throwing a football that's going to be very hard to catch uh, in bitter cold weather. And that has not been something that Kansas city has been doing very well this season with leading the NFL in what 40 drops, I think. Uh, I mean, that's not a situation to win this game. So uh, if I'm Kansas City, I'm obviously you want to hold on to the ball. You don't want to turn it over. But the other side of it is you want to get Pacheco probably 18 to 20 carries uh, and use, you know, use a guy like Clyde Edwards Alaire from time to time to bring him in and and give it a change of pace. But I think that's how you're going to have to win this game is using your running game. And maybe it's not just Pacheco. Maybe it's you know, you get some of your wide receivers involved. And, and I'm wondering if Miami starts doing that as well. You know, get Tyree Kill involved, get Jalen Waddle involved in running the ball uh, just to use their speed in different ways and not really have to pass it and, and get in that type of scenario. Yeah, Miami's at times intermittently used both guys out of the backfield, but more from the passing game. But they have done a lot of that jet motion where it's technically a pass, but it's just that touch pass out of the shotgun where, where he's right. coming right across his face at the snap as an extension of the running game with perimeter speed. And they've shown that they have not shown that in quite some time, but this is kind of the game where the end arounds, that kind of motion, you absolutely see that being the kinds of things to have enough variety on your menu uh, to, to try to have enough diversity to consistently move the ball throughout the course of this game. Chris, the last thing I would point to is I think one of the areas that Miami was overwhelmed the first time these two teams played, was their complementary skill players, guys like Durham Smythe, guys like Cedric Wilson, guys like Braxton Berrios. They ask a lot of those guys as contributors in the run game to block. And I thought they really struggled with the size of what Kansas City had on the edges of their box as far as their linebackers, their edge guys like Karloftis, big body guys, Mike Dana. If you're going to ask your skill players to block that, 
I, I think you need a very heavy dose of both of your tight ends, Durham Smythe and Julian Hill, who's an undrafted free agent, but has played admirably as a blocker this season. Alec Ingold needs to take on a higher snap share than what he's had for a majority of the season as the fullback that can move around. And your wide receiver, Cedric Wilson, I think has to take a lot more of those slot snaps as compared to Berrios, uh, River Craycraft, Waddle and Hill, your smaller guys. I, I don't think that matchup's going to go particularly well for that for you if you're going to try and get on the outside and run against this team um, because it, it, it's, it's Kansas City really overwhelmed them in that capacity when they tried to run the ball the first time. Well, and one of the other things I'm really curious about is to see how the Chiefs change their defense going into this game because one of the things that they've been doing is they've been using uh, you know, Drew Tranquil off the bench at times uh, with Nick Bolton back in the lineup. It's, you know, Drew Tranquil comes in at, at different times. Uh, but you look at this game. I mean, if, if it's going to turn into a running match uh, where you're, you know, both teams are trying to run the ball 20, 30 times uh, in the game, I think that you're going to be in a situation where you're going to have probably Drew Tranquil and Nick Bolton on the field at the same time. Maybe they have Willie Gay on the field with them. Uh, or if they go, you know, into a nickel or a dime look, uh, maybe it's just those two. But, you know, the other thing that they've been doing is using Leo Chanel, who's been fantastic getting downhill and going after the run. But how do you play in that this this week? How do you change? Do you change anything that you've been doing this season? Because while the defense has been playing well, those are probably your best two linebackers and you want to get them on the field at the same time. And they do different things very well. Uh, although I will say Tranquil can play the run just about as well as Bolton, but Bolton is a little bit better at that. But Tranquil's head and shoulders above him in, in the passing game. Uh, I just don't know how much that's going to be a factor in this one. Yeah, for sure. Um, what's what's your prediction for the game? I know we, we both have alluded to not maybe a little bit more ball control, a little bit more running clock. Maybe the point's not as high as it would be otherwise. That's That's at least how I see this game. How do you see this one playing out, Chris? No, it's about how I see this one too. I think that it's uh, it, it can be very hard for teams to get points in this game uh, with the cold weather the way it is. Kicking the ball is not going to be something that you're going to be able to do from a, a yeah. distance. Uh, so you're going to have to get closer. And, and if you're not able to run the ball well, that's going to be harder in, in some of these drives. So uh, points are going to be the premium in this one. I think that uh, if the Dolphins get above 20, I think that they win the game. But I'm looking in a situation where I think Kansas City is able to slow down the, the Dolphins offense just enough and put enough points on the board. I wouldn't be surprised if both teams ended up in the teens, but I'm going to go Kansas City 21, Dolphins 13. Yeah, and 20 is about my magic number too. Uh, I think it's a race to 20 points in this game. First team to get their wins. Uh, if I had to put a score on it, I'm coming in with very low expectations uh, for Miami until they they win some of these marquee opportunities that they have uh obviously they beat dallas at home but this is about as far removed as dallas from home as you could possibly get um right. i do think the, the conditions make it a game that that will be pretty tightly contested all the way through i would go probably right now kansas city 17 miami 13 something like that so we're right in the same ballpark um 20 22 17 somewhere in that ballpark as far as score yeah, and I, th I do think that that's probably reality. Uh, the Chiefs' offense just hasn't hasn't been good enough this year. Uh, the one key, the one thing that they do have in their favor is they have a lot of playoff experience. So uh, it's going to be something to watch and see if they can use that going into this game. Yep, and uh, we will have you covered after the game 
Saturday night at Arrowhead. Cole, hope you're watching from home. If you're at the game, please be safe. Uh, but Chris and Locked on Chiefs will have you covered in the aftermath from a Kansas City side of things. I will have you guys covered from a Dolphin side of things. And make sure you check out all of the shows that we have here on the Locked on Network. We have an outstanding selection for all of your favorite teams. Every day you can find them on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We hope you enjoyed this crossover Thursday. That is going to do it for us here. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.